Hey there, what's going on? Let's see what Midas Touch is up to. How are you guys doing? Still alive out there? That's good. <laughs> Get the jib jab. You know, that. by the way, that's like the Russian, uh, Russian term for it. The jab, although, you know, the, the befuddling thing is that the right wing nuts are kind of right, too, and uh, we can't trust our government, unfortunately, or fortunately, them. Um, MAGA influencer Charlie Kirk, who runs GOP Youth Outreach, got heckled and booed at a college event. Fascist fuck. Trans rights equals human rights. Charlie, that's fucking great. God bless the young people. God bless the young people. College Dems. Young Dems. COMG, Kevin loses it all. Kevin McCarthy loses all control as Republicans revolt and attack each other. Sounds good. Don't scroll away, it's Senator Warnock. Listen, in 2022, over 400 bills designed to restrict voters from introducing the Republican weakest Speaker of the House in American history. The House Republicans just failed to get enough votes to even start the debate on the defense spending bill. The final vote, 212 yays, 214 nays, four rubbed Republican no votes. Also, earlier in the day, NBC reported the following. Kevin McCarthy punted plans to tee up a vote on the GOP's short-term spending plan later this week. So therefore, Kevin McCarthy is with no viable plan at all to fund the government as we are less than two weeks away from a disastrous government shutdown. MAGA Republicans, Republicans, I guess they're all MAGA Republicans at this point, are attacking each other. Let me show you what is going down. This is MAGA Republican Nancy Mace saying that she is frustrated at Kevin McCarthy for hurting her with suburban women. Do you think that's it? Here, play this clip. Happy with the job that Speaker McCarthy is doing? I would say, I would put me in the, the column of being very frustrated. I don't like feeling like I was misled or lied to on particular pieces of legislation. 
I worked very hard to show a roadmap and a pathway for women, uh, for Republican women, how we can move forward and win suburban women over next year. I worked on a number of pieces of legislation that has fallen on deaf ears, has been ignored, no matter the promises that I was made by the leadership. So put me in the very unhappy column today. Here is Republican Congress member from New York, Mike Lawler, saying that this is not even conservative Republicanism. This is stupidity. First, I'll show you Republican Mike Lawler saying that, and then right after that, Ralph Norman, MAGA Republican, basically saying, nope, we need to tear it all down, shut it down. Play the clip. This is not uh, conservative Republicanism. This is stupidity. Uh, the idea that we're going to shut the government down uh, when we don't control the Senate, we don't control the White House. These people can't define a win. They don't know how to take yes for an answer. Uh, it's a clown show. You keep running lunatics, you're going to be in this position. The likelihood <laughs> of a government shutdown is very strong. I would ask you, where's the win for Republicans if the government is shut down and you've got chaos? Well, first of all, I believe we already have chaos. And my constituents are calling in saying, if the, go if the, if the government's job is to secure our nation, uh, whether it is with our military or at the border, and they're not securing our nation, then what difference are we going to see if the government shuts down? And that's why this argument that we'll have the sudden amount of chaos if the government shuts down uh, really just doesn't excite me or my constituents, because in our mind, the government has already shut down at the border. Along those lines, here is... Uh, G uh, GOP member Mike Garcia of California, also MAGA Republican, saying the following. What we just witnessed was a conservative Republican Party, frankly, look and behave like the minority instead of the majority. It should be noted that Garcia is a MAGA Republican who aids and abets this madness each and every day. Meanwhile, Kevin McCarthy decided that he thought the way to control all of this, which backfired again on him, is to set the impeachment hearing on President Joe Biden two days before the government shutdown deadline. We put that on MidasTouch.com. Make sure you go to MidasTouch.com to check that out. Here is MAGA Republican Representative Lance Gooden saying that, oh, I don't buy that a government shutdown will cause chaos. We're already in chaos. Play the clip. Uh, the likelihood of a government shutdown is very strong. I would ask you, where's the win for Republicans if the government is shut down and you've got chaos? Well, first of all, I believe we already have chaos. And my constituents are calling in saying, if the, go if the, if the government's job is to secure our nation, uh, whether it is with our military or at the border, and they're not securing our nation, then what difference are we going to see if the government shuts down? And that's why this argument that we'll have this sudden amount of chaos if the government shuts down uh, really just doesn't excite me or my constituents, because in our mind, the government has already shut down at the border. As that's happening, Marjorie Taylor Greene leaves one of the uh, meeting rooms, and this is what she types out. Marjorie Taylor Greene's list of amendments, and this is what she told a reporter, we aren't anywhere close to getting anything accomplished, but she says that they are making progress in the Maduro Republican caucus, completely defunding Ukraine and removing any Ukraine aid at all from the continuing resolution. This is the MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, list of amendments that none of the funds made available by this act may be used to provide 
provide assistance to Ukraine, repealing the permanent and definite appropriation for special counsel Jack Smith, prohibit funding from being used for a new FBI headquarters, so attack the FBI, attack special counsel, attack Ukraine, prohibit funding for COVID-19 vaccine mandates, attack science, prohibit through December 31st, 2024, the imposition of a mask mandate on passengers of air carriers or public transit. So use government to interfere with private business and then prohibit funds from being used to enforce mask mandates. The foxes have taken over the hen house. Businesses should react, by the way, zoom in with... She's consistent. She paints her nails like she governs, sloppily with no attention to detail. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene said this was another amendment that she was offering, which would, at the end of this bill, to repeal the appropriation for special counsel Jack Smith. Again, these are the issues that she is focused on. Also, you want to know how in complete disarray MAGA Republicans are? This was found on a baby-changing table in the restroom underneath the House floor, declaring the office of Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, vacant, a resolution being prepared by MAGA Republicans to vacate and remove Kevin McCarthy from his position. Folks, total chaos, total disarray. We put this graphic right here on MidasTouch.com. Chaos, Kevin McCarthy saying, it's hard to pass anything in this place. We started out in a five-seat majority. I've got one member who's now resigned. We've got a couple of members who are out as well. Anything we do is pretty tough. Nancy Pelosi on the other side. Pelosi with the same exact majority here's what Democrats did. America Rescue Plan, Inflation Reduction Act, Infrastructure and Jobs Act, Chips and Science Act, Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, Pact Act, Electoral Count Act Reform, Respect for Marriage Act, Postal Service Reform Act, and of course, our government was always funded. So, complete and utter chaos. Kevin McCarthy has lost all control. You're hearing Republicans saying it. You're seeing for yourself what Republicans are doing. So, we show the videos, we show the facts. This is atrocious. This is embarrassing. This is what MAGA Republicans I blame Nancy Pelosi. I blame Nancy Pelosi because she signed in all, she allowed all these insurrectionists to be sworn in. I blame Nancy Pelosi. She allowed all these January 6th insurrectionists to be sworn into Congress. They should have been arrested. 
The foxes have taken over the hen, the hen house. The foxes have taken over the hen house. This is what happens when we don't hold January 6th insurrectionists accountable. Why hasn't Justice Department charged and removed all these GOP traitors? Mass expulsion of GOP traitors. They want to shut down the government because they are saboteurs and traitors. Suspend the Republican Party. some black lemon black tea and uh, skinny pop popcorn spend the Republican parties oops On the coming government shutdown. Why? Nancy Pelosi. Oops. Rats, rats. So I just tweeted that. Let's see what else they got for us. This will end MAGA, their worst nightmare. Secret weapon to end Trump and that MAGA finally surges into spots like 11 minutes ago. Politics, go. Let's see what, um, uh, yeah, yeah, politics, go. Oh, hey, old man, Brandon. You doing, motherfucker? Half-ass Brandon. I didn't vote for you. To help register a new Democrat, a new Democrat in a swing state. That projecting it'll cost us a dollar to help register a new Democrat, a new Democrat in a swing state. That's the best deal in activism, if not just the world in general. Politics call. We like politics. Politics. Politics Girl. Hello, and welcome to the Politics Girl podcast. I'm your host, Lee McGowan. Let's get into it.
I think Let's get into it, y'all. Like, what are we, John Q. Public, supposed to be doing about this? How can those of us who often are just struggling to get through the day ourselves supposed to be countering all this negativity? What power do we, the people, have to stop it? Well, we have our vote, and we have our voice. And we have to step up into a yeah, place of work. action and advocacy now, or risk losing both. Which is why I'm so happy to introduce explosion. you to today's guest. You want to be proactive? Mass you want to make explosion! A then Jason Berlin is your guy. Jason was a TV writer for... For what? Mass expulsion yeah, is the best answer. Trump got elected. He was then quoted saying Trump's election broke his heart and his mind. But in his words, once the coma of mourning wore off, he started volunteering with Swing Left, a wonderful group of talk about New York. And he really threw himself into learning everything he could about how to register Democrats. After Swing Left, Jason worked for the California Democratic Party as a regional organizer for L.A. County. And leading up to the 2018 midterms, he created a volunteer group of over 6,000 people across five swing districts in Southern California, and he flipped every single seat. After that, he went on to form Field Team 6, a national volunteer army with a simple mission, register Democrats, save the world. So far, Field Team 6 has helped register almost 2.9 million Democratic voters, the vast majority in swing states. But the work never ends, and I hope our conversation might inspire you to be part of it. So without further ado, please welcome my guest, writer, organizer, and founder and executive director for Field Team 6, Jason Berlin. Welcome, Jason. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for joining me. I can't tell you how inspiring it is to meet people who simply refuse to sit back when terrible things happen, right? And instead go out and choose to take action and try and make real change. I'm obviously having you on today to talk about the wonderful Field Team 6. So in your own words, why don't you tell us what it is? Sure. So Field Team 6 is a volunteer army on a simple mission. Registered Democrats save the world. And... Of course, the people who do save the world are the voters that we register, who are a large majority, women, young people, people of color, um, LGBTQ community, every every person uh, with a good mind and or heart that we can find. You don't need well, thanks, girl. Well, I like the idea that our conversation might inspire you to be part of it. So without further ado, please welcome my guest. Well, thanks, girl. After Swing Left, Jason worked for the California Democratic Party as a regional organizer for L.A. County. And leading up to the 2018 midterms, he created a volunteer group of over 6,000 people across five swing districts in Southern California, and he flipped every single seat. After that, he went on to form Field Team 6, a national volunteer army with a simple mission. Register Democrats, save the world. So far, Field Team 6 has helped register almost 2.9 million Democratic wow. voters, the vast majority in swing states. Awesome. But the work never ends, and I hope our conversation might inspire you to be part of it. So without further ado, please welcome my guest, writer, organizer, and founder and executive director for Field Team 6, Jason Berlin. Welcome, Jason. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. 
Well, thank you for joining me. I can't tell you how inspiring it is to meet people who simply refuse to sit back when terrible things happen, right? And instead go out and choose to take action and try and make real change. I'm obviously having you on today to talk about the wonderful Field Team 6. So in your own words, why don't you tell us what it is? Sure. So Field Team 6 is a volunteer army on a simple mission. Registered Democrats save the world. And... Of course, the people who do save the world are the voters that we register, who are a large majority, women, young people, people of color, um, LGBTQ community, every, every person uh, with a good mind and or heart that we can find. You don't need both, just one. Well, I like the idea that you say that you're a partisan voter group. I think that is very interesting because you're very proudly democratic and you don't try and pretend you're nonpartisan. Your group is out here trying to get Democrats to vote. And I think there's real power in that right now. That's exactly right. And that is what distinguishes us. That's what gives us our unique niche. We are the only national group doing proudly partisan voter registration in targeted swing states and districts across the country where just a few voters can decide an election. It's crucial work. Um, GOTV, the get out of the vote, is what people think of when they think of electoral activism. But that's just the last half of it. It's crucial, but it's just the last half. You can't get out the vote if the voters don't exist to begin with. So we work on democratogenesis, the birth of a Democrat, that first part that is super ignored and underfunded and crazy important. In a presidential election, 85% of registered voters vote. So registering them is the crucial thing that will make the difference. Yeah, and look, I'm pro-everyone voting, and I'm sure you are too, but realistically, there's only one party in America right now that's pro-democracy, and that's the Democratic Party. So I don't think we should be playing games and saying we really want the people who would let women die of treatable pregnancy complications or won't teach black history or want trans people eradicated out here making their voices heard. I mean, they can. I'm not going to suppress them. I'm not going to take anyone's right to vote uh, like the Republicans are trying to do, but I'm also not going to go out of my way to try and help them get registered either. Oh, absolutely. It, it, ironically, if you want people registered to vote, you should not be registering Republicans because they don't want that. They're attacking that ability all over the country. It's a concerted attack on every bill. Uh, stage in the life cycle of a voter. They're attacking registration, the ability to vote, the ability to tabulate elections fairly. So it's an existential moment where we need to which should be grounds for explosion of the fucking party. nationalist out there who thinks Donald Trump is the messiah and he's above the law and you're maybe pro-Putin and the Kim Jong-un new romance, maybe find your own way to the polls. We might not be your people. But I did find somewhere that you call yourself an anti-table organization, which I thought was so adorable. Like you said, you don't just sit at the table and wait to be asked to dance. You go out and you ask for what you want. And I thought that was wonderful. That's exactly right. That makes a huge difference in numbers and the in-person voter drives. And we also do lots of digital outreach. We'll talk about that too. But, but yes, we, you know, I love tables. I use them every day, but not at voter drives. You know, you have to walk up to people and, and it's just about making connections. People don't walk up to tables. So you need to walk up to them, especially if you have a catchy line, like, uh, see if we miss, can you help me save the world from Trump? That gets their attention. And then, and then as a, to answer their unasked question, are, but are you crazy, you say, I'm registering Democrats. Uh, you know, are you a citizen? Get right into it. And it's super yeah. effective. Coffee is a huge help in that. You know, 
Yeah, if I have enough coffee, I can't help but talk to strangers. Well, also one of the things you're known for is what's been called your relentless positivity, which is honestly hard to find these days. So how are you doing that? Is it really just coffee? It's got to be something else. You've got to believe in the fate <laughs> of this country. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I have concrete reasons to believe in it. This is why this job is the best I will ever have in my life. The same way Stephen Colbert looks like he's so happy every night to be where he is. I, I want to be the Stephen Colbert of activism. You know, like just, I love what I do so much, and it's because I'm in a hero-rich environment. I'm surrounded every day by volunteers and, you know, volunteer organizers who are, by the way, almost all women, about 85%. They're the ones doing the work and saving the world, and that's a story that is not told anywhere. Um, but just surrounded by people taking time out of their lives, the most precious resource they have, their own time, to make the world better, and it's working. So that makes... Activism to me, not just sustainable, but sustaining. It feeds me, and it feeds the, the you know everyone I work with. Oh, that's wonderful. So let's talk a little bit about Field Team Six and what it focuses on, because I know that you say you focus on give, partner, share. Now, give feels self-explanatory, but it's more than just sending money, right? Do you want to tell me what give means to you? Absolutely. So we are a volunteer organization and uh, we are powered by grassroots donors. Our most common donation is two-digit donation, sometimes one. <laughs> so uh, we really are powered by grassroots. And however you can help, if you can spend a two-hour shift phone banking or postcarding or texting or an in-person voter drive doing a social media storm, those are the five main ways we do outreach. Just two hours between now and November 2024, that will help a huge amount. Little things add up. So your time, volunteering for a single shift, start with whatever is the, you know, sounds the most fun to you and try that. It's, it's too important not to try once and it's too fun not to do it again. So, so that's, that's volunteering. The other huge way you can help is donating. Because we're powered by volunteers, we have over 17,000 volunteers across the country. And we have a volunteer staff with only three people on payroll, so low overhead. We have a volunteer staff of over 100 people, and they lead over 25 teams doing very specialized jobs. There's a script team, a newsletter team, partnerships team uh, that really, it's it, it, on paper, I feel like someone with an MBA would look at an organization and be like, how this sh shouldn't work. Like the bee shouldn't be able to fly, but it does. So. So donating, um, your dollars go super far with us because we're powered by volunteers. Uh, we have the cost down to, for this cycle, we're projecting it'll cost us a dollar to help register a new Democrat. That's the best deal in activism, if not just the world in general. For what you're getting, um, a new Democrat in a swing state where, you know, Lauren Boebert was elected by 564 votes, I think. Yep. We've, you know, we lost a house seat in California, in the Central Valley, by about that much. The House delegates in Virginia came down to drawing straws a few years ago. It's a, it was a single vote. So everything, everything counts. Yeah, donating really expands our ability to reach people. So giving is, is giving money, but it's also giving your time volunteering, doing the things like writing postcards, sending texts walking up to someone with a clipboard to get them registered. But, but people can also host their own fundraising parties or concerts or anything else that appeals to them by just contacting your organization and you're going to help them 
do that. I think that's actually one of the greatest things about Field Team 6 is that it's a partnership between the people that want to volunteer and your organization. And I think the only reason someone like an MBA might look at your company and be like, I don't understand how you're doing it is because they look at it like, how am I making profit? And you're looking at like, how do I make change? So for you, your company is very successful. It's just not making money, which is how we've all learned to to value success. But if we see anything around the country, it's the amount of people striking and the amount of workers standing up and being like, yo, <laughs> profit isn't the only thing that makes your company successful. And in this case, what you guys are doing is truly making a huge difference. Now, as far as partnering, if people are candidates, Democratic candidates, if they're a Democratic club, if they're a grassroots organization, or anyone that wants to help register Democrats, Field Team 6, as I understand it, has data that they can help you share, help you target people in the best possible way, help you go to the right district, help you set up things like phone banks or text banks, and set up a postcard campaign. You, you'll help them do all that. Is that correct? Absolutely. People sometimes don't believe us. It takes, we have to say it a few times because it sounds too good to be true, but uh, we do our fundraising on the side, never you know, at the same time as we're organizing because money should never be a barrier to organizing. So yes, we have this database. I'll just a little backstory on that. We were an exclusively in-person voter drive organization when we started right after the 2018 midterms. And we started in-person chapters in all of our target states across the country, and then COVID hit. And that could have shut us down completely, but it seemed like a bad time to break up the band you know, with the, the battle of 2020 coming up. So instead, we figured out on the fly how to pivot to digital outreach and crack the nut of digital voter registration. So we built this database list by curated list. We started with a list of black women across the country. We added the Latino community, added in black men, added same-sex marriage supporters, healthcare supporters, purged voters, and women in general. Um, across the country, especially in swing states, uh, even possible Trump defectors, and managed to build this one-of-a-kind database of unregistered people who are likely Democrats. They're, they're given a partisanship score by our data vendors, and that, that uses age, location, gender, some purchase data to determine how likely it is they're a Democrat. It turns out that targeting is pretty good. And the, the data vendors we use, by the way, are the biggest ones in the country who are used by the DNC and every Democratic campaign in the country. And they tell us that we are their biggest customer in the country for unregistered people's data. That's, that's a nice bragging point. It shouldn't be that way, though. That's kind of crazy. We just got here, you know, in 2019. So uh, uh, the fact is, um, there are not a lot of people doing this Democratic voter registration in a data-driven way. And that, that is part of why, you know, I'm, I'm hell-bent on raising money this cycle, so that we can text every, in our database, we currently have 9 million people who are unregistered and likely Democrats, the vast majority in swing states. They're just laying there in the database and we can't afford to contact them all. And uh, those are people who will turn into Democrats when contacted at a much higher rate than if not contact. So what we can do with a partner is set up postcarding, texting, phone banking for free according to their specifications. So wherever they want, and we draft a script for them, but we encourage them to rewrite it even from scratch because they know 
those eligible voters in their area on the ground the best. So we're here to serve, and that's that's what we can do. So postcard and texting, phone banking for free. If someone from Virginia, for example, comes to us and says, I'm part of a grassroots group, and I would like to phone bank in this suburb of Richmond, you know, here's the city or a state legislative district, we can set that up for them, usually within a week. Well, I think it's really interesting that you're saying that with what the data points you're using, you're the biggest group targeting the unregistered voter. And I think the thing is, is that people really do want to make a difference, right? They want to do something proactive, but they don't necessarily know what to do. And you've been quoted saying the solution is as simple as it is powerful. Reach out to strangers. And as you point out, that's the number one proven way to to uh, win elections. But statistics tell us that 60% of unregistered voters have never been asked to register. And so you're saying like, let's get them registered. Let's ask them. Let's say, hey, why aren't you voting? Because we're going to spin our wheels trying to turn somebody who thinks Trump is a blameless, uh, you know, second coming than we would talking to someone who's never been asked to vote before. And you say, hey, we would love your vote. This is what we stand for. This is what we believe in. How do you feel about that? And then getting them registered. I think that's truly the way we should be doing it. And I think that goes back to your mission, which, you know, we said is give and then partner and then share, right? Come in, share your talent, share. If you're an editor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a coder, if you have some other kind of talent like graphic design, you can volunteer your time with Jason and Field Team 6 to know you're making a difference to reach out to those people that haven't been asked to vote and really help protect democracy. Because if we get the one third of the country that isn't even registered, that doesn't vote, that'll make a huge difference to the success of our democracy moving forward. That's so exactly right. That the, uh, uh, the framing is perfect. I mean, pundits so often are, are like, there's Democrats or Republicans. And can Democrats peel off enough Republicans, or will they have the other? And that's not how it happens. I mean, yes, yes, independent votes are important, but the hugest block, like you said, is are the people who don't vote. And so, just registering them, just reaching out, uh, activism is just talking to strangers, making connections. However, you do that, whether it's in person or via postcard or phone call or a text, and when you let them know. We don't create Democrats. We just discover them. Let people discover <laughs> that they are, you know? Like, yeah. because we are proudly partisan, uniquely partisan, we can tell them what Democrats stand for, that Democrats stand for abortion rights and civil rights and LGBTQ plus rights and workers' rights and climate rescue and healthcare and even mm -hmm. science, if you like that, you know? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. a lot of people say, oh, yeah, okay, Democrat. And that's great. And that's that's... That's changing the fundamental math of a state or district, adding Democrats to our side, not just trying futilely to, to peel off a Republican. Today's podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. I'm so pleased to be... ...podcasts on, because you know I love it when you do. But I know when you started in 2019, the goal was in your words, which I think are great, to see what kind of good trouble you could get into on a national level, right? And I understand that when you started, you originally focused on 11 states. For 2022, you kind of honed in on nine. This year, which is an off-election year, you're focusing on seven. But for 2024, you have your eye on 12 specific states. So can you explain that targeting to us? Because I think people like to know that their money and their time is going somewhere where they know it's really going to make a difference. 
Absolutely. Our strategy is hyper-targeted so that every donor dollar is stretched to the limit and, and so that we get the most bang for our Democrats. In other words, we try to register Democrats in triple word score states where, let's say, you know, a, a swing district in Wisconsin where that new Democrat can help us elect. It can help us swing that congressional district for the House. They can help us swing Wisconsin for the Senate and, uh, and also for the White House. So we get three races as well as all the stuff down ballot. And that's also an important thing to remember. We register a voter, not a vote. So what we leave in our wake, instead of, you know, when you donate to a, a, a candidate or the party, millions of dollars go into TV ads that are here and gone. What we leave are new Democratic voters, the actual human infrastructure that will continue to push that district or state left over in hundreds of elections. So we choose triple word score states. We also choose some states like New York and California because either one of those states alone could be responsible for taking back the house. That's right. Uh, there are three states as well that we, cho we chose for their importance to holding the Senate. And holding the Senate out of, out of the White House, Senate, and House, holding the Senate is going to be the hardest battle of 2014. Um, and the three uh, most difficult seats to keep blue are the ones in very red states. John Tester in Montana, who is well-loved for good reason, the only working farmer in the Senate. There is a Sherrod Brown in Ohio, and so every voter that we registered for, you know, that we did for this August special election that Democrats won by 14 points in the dead of summer in bright red Ohio. And every Democrat we registered for this November when we're going to cement abortion rights to the Ohio State Constitution, we will need every single one of them to reelect Sheriff Brown in November 24th. And the last one, which is, uh, it's optional, but would be, it's even hard for me to say the sentence, but it would be great to reelect is Senator Joe Manchin, who lives on a boat and drives a Maserati and didn't like um, that we were alleviating child poverty. Yeah, Joe, he, he's a tough one, but in the end of the day, in West Virginia, that's the best version we're going to get. At least the man is pro-union, that kind of thing. Oh, Provided he break. doesn't run as the presidential candidate for no labels, and then we can just Fuck uh, wash our hands and go. that Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I will say, the day this pod drops, which is Tuesday, September 19th, Why are you, defending you have a Joe Manchin? registration rally He's and a drive that people can get involved in. So if you're listening to this the day the pod drops... Go to that. But even if our audience is listening on another date, your website has endless opportunities for them to help make a difference. Yes, this Tuesday, September 19th at 2 p.m. Pacific uh, Eastern is our voter registration day rally and drive. So we're focusing on Ohio and Virginia. We're going to have some some political big wigs from those two states speaking. After that, we're you know once we're all fired up, then we actually do the work. We're going to go into breakout rooms, and you can try something for the first time, if you'd like. Uh, we're having postcarding and texting and phone banking and social stuff, and even training for uh, in-person voter drives in Ohio. So to find the details on that, just go to fieldteam6.org, and it's right there on the front page. And yes, anytime you check out our site, if you go to the action menu under volunteer ops, 
It's uh, beautifully laid out, and there's plenty of stuff to do. I have to tell you, your website actually is fantastic. My listeners know that when a website is done well, I actually tend to go on and on about it because it's actually rarer than you would think. And it helps so much when things are clear and broken down. Because when people want to help, it shouldn't be difficult to try and figure out how. So along with training and volunteer opportunities, your website includes links where you can register to vote, where you can confirm you've been registered to vote. You can even check Democratic stances on certain candidates and uh, propositions. And if you don't mind, I'd actually love to go a little bit deeper into what your website does because I really am a website nerd. Is that all right with you? Yeah, please. That's awesome. I want to give credit to, to Kat Landry, one of our super volunteers, who's an amazing graphic designer and makes us just look like a much bigger organization because she's so good. Uh, well, she's incredible. I mean, the Bill Team 6 website has a section called the Blue Voter Guide. And there's a link from their website that allows you to make informed decisions about candidates and propositions that are on specific ballots. So the website shows you what's on the ballot and includes endorsements from trusted organizations so you can make informed choices on things like propositions. So this blue voter guide tells you who's having active primaries, in what state, on what date. It gives you instructions on how to vote. It shows you a sample ballot and then helps you build the best guide for your district so you can make the most informed decisions as a voter. The blue uh, voter guide is currently available in eight states, but you guys are planning to roll it out to all 50 states for 2024. Awesome. It's an incredible operation, just so incredibly helpful. So many people ask me as the, uh, you know, the elections come up, they're like, who do I vote for for this? And what does this proposition mean? And I love that you're addressing that for people in one place so they can really know what's going on and really help them through the entire voting process. So you're not just... registering voters, you're creating active, knowledgeable voters in the process. Exactly. Yes. Oh, thank you for paying such careful detail and wonderful. Well, um, I'm a nerd, yeah. Jason. What can I do? <laughs> um, so Blue Voter Guide is our uh, sister project and addresses the biggest problem with new voters and low information voters, which is often they don't vote or they don't vote down ballot because they're confused which is understandable. So what Blue Voter Guide does, you just type in your address, and it, it, it's active in these seven states where there are important uh, elections this year. But yes, like you said, next year it'll be going wide to all 50 states. Um, so just type in your address, and it shows you exactly what will be on your ballot. And you can go through and click your choice, and it shows for each candidate, proposition, and even judges, which are the, the hardest to choose. It shows you the endorsements from uh, well-known progressive organizations. <laughs> so it just gives you an x-ray into who to support by who supports them. And makes it, makes you know, in, instead of hours, you can spend minutes, go through your whole ballot, make your choices, it presents you with, you know, your virtual ballot that has all your choices. You can print it out, you can save it and send it to friends or relatives who need help voting themselves. And it's just super, super useful. So our goal is to get that to hundreds of thousands of people, if possible, this election cycle. Yeah, I, I mean, that's essential, right? I mean, 
it, it goes back to what you were saying about how the field team six machine turns dollars into Democrats. You're not just getting someone to vote for one thing. You're creating a voter that will proactively be a voter throughout, um, hopefully, their lives, right? As you lay it yes. out, in 2020, even with all the forces coming from COVID and coups fighting against us, the Democrats won the White House and Congress and sort of bought ourselves two Early. years to pull the country out of the nosedive it was in. In 2022, we were told there was this 93% chance we would lose Congress. And while we did lose the House, we only lost by five seats. And we added a seat to the Senate. So shutting down this idea of this expected red wave, which makes me think of a quote from your newsletter, which is one of your wonderful people who work for you as well. And she said, they cheat, we organize, we win. Now talk me through that, because I, I love that so much. If they cheat, well, we the organize, Republican and, Party. and it's hard for people to get that in their heads, that if someone else is cheating, you don't have to cheat too, to beat them. It, it has been a race between their cheating and our organizing. And, yeah. uh, and why should I've they heard be why should people they be say, you know, organizing can't beat cheating. But that's just not true. We've seen it in, in 2018, 20, Why, are they allowed, why do they get away? They why cheat. do we allow in them August, to get Ohio, away? By holding an election. that the Republicans said no more August elections, it makes no sense. Then they held one just because they wanted to move the goalposts and make it take 60% of the people to pass a popular referendum, not 50% like it has been in Ohio for the last 100 years. Yeah, and they thought no one would notice because they were at the Politics beach. Politics exactly. go! And they thought no one would show up. Everyone showed up. I yeah. think part of that, you know, and, and thanks. Still. Politics go! Uh, let's see what happens if I just, you know, do a simple tweet. Tag her. Thanks mainly show. to organizers and voters in Ohio. And and also thanks to everyone in the, what, what we now have is the national activist infrastructure that we did not have in 2016. But we have been working, organizing, training for seven years now. And that's almost two full army stints. And so our organizers around the country have some real skills now. And we have this National Army of Activists that we can bring to bear. Students. In Wisconsin, we win by 11 points for a state Supreme Court election. It <laughs> would never happen I in want to help uh, register that our students. attention would be that focused on that. You know, and then we went by... College, uh, you know, Democrats, registration. Who 
can vote next year. <laughs> 14 points in Ohio uh, showing them they, they can't outcheat our organizing. We will win by overwhelming amounts. So connecting those two dots, like that is setting us up for a possible huge sweep in 24. And that is what we need to do. We need to win it all. Not just the White House and take back the House. We need to both of those. But we need to hold the Senate and restore the Democratic trifecta and crush Trump fascism who can vote once and for register. all. Do it in a resounding <laughs> way. Yeah. Not in a nail biter this time. No, please no. But I also think people need to remember that you start putting Democrats into these positions. You start getting majorities in the House. You know, you start chipping away and getting a couple more seats in the Senate. You can reverse the filibuster for things like voters' rights, for things like women's rights. We could actually make huge changes. We could reverse Citizens United. We could do a lot of things that people think are just done, but they're not. We just need to be diligent and keep working ahead to make these changes. I mean, you point out that looking at the way the country is right now, everything from Mitch McConnell denying a, you know, Supreme Court seat to then putting Amy Coney Barrett on to deny his own rule, the big lie, all the, you know, the violent fallout from January 6th, all the things that all the terrible gerrymandering laws that are around the country. It's easy to feel discouraged, but you've chosen, and I think we should all choose, and I try and tell people all the time, is to fight back instead. Because as you were just pointing out, doesn't feel like it sometimes, but Trump did not win in 2020. You know, justice, though slow, does seem to be coming for Trump and his co-conspirators. The courts, even the bought and paid for Supreme Court, is... DNC half women candidates and let's lobby the Democratic leadership to have half women candidates on our ballot Joe Biden hello Otis Joe Biden riding with Biden um, <clears throat> I'll ride in on his coattails <laughs> Out, you know, I want to be his protege. Kamala Harris, I like her.
Rudds. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to show this to Am I allowed to post? I'm not sure if I'm allowed to post. Oops. My bad. Just the lungs. Trista. Trista. Uh, Trista.tv. Um, Midas Touch Pen. Arizona Capital Times. Randy Rainbow. Young Democrats. Sixty-two K. Young Democrats of America. In a college. Democrats of America. Democratic activists together, Democratic Party, Oops. Occupy Democrats, Democrats. Um. I want to uh, volunteer. I'm going to volunteer basically. I'm going to volunteer. Black community, Latino, 
purged voters. Purged voters. Fucking wake up. I condemn the cowardice of the U.S. government's Justice Department. FBI. In, uh, in doing nothing and allowing editorial Editorial, it's fucking editorial. As a musician and artist, I urge my fellow Americans to join the pro democracy movement near you. This seems like an amazing organization. Costs a buck, costs a buck to sign up for them. A buck to sign up a Democrat who is unregistered before. by Republicans. Comedy humor, humor, humor with a U, humor, uh, op eds, and my times, uh, 
I watched it too close. Watched it.